What's going on, everyone? Episode 39 of Behind the Bench. Uh, the boys are back in action, fully staffed today. Thank you to Zach Matheson for last episode for taking uh, Mason's spot. Uh, but Mason is back in action. It's his birthday, ladies and gentlemen. 27 AF. AF. He's becoming an old man, getting some gray hairs in the locks. So happy birthday to Mason. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. In the weekly lift, we'll be talking about several minors rebrand our hoodie drop with Mason. Hoodie drop. It's coming and it's coming at you live October 5th. Be ready to go. Missing. Missing, missing, missing. Check out their website, BTBX Missing. Hoodies, hoodies, hoodies are going to be flying. Go check it out. Minor hockey is back. We'll talk about me and Tom coaching. Uh, the KED, Kingsway Entertainment District, gets to go ahead November 29th. BTB Hockey Pool is back. We'll be uh, talking about how you can apply and we'll. And off the weekly lift with the low golf before it all ends, talking about the Ryder Cup, the slaughter by the water. Our interview today is with Mike Camito. He came back onto the pod to talk about Hockey 365, the second period. It is out. His book is out. It's a great book um, for hockey history. Um, it's it is, it's an unreal read, very easy read. Uh, you, you'd love it. Check it out. Also, his podcast, Unlike, Unlikely Innovators uh, with Cambrian R&D. Check that out. Maybe Performer of the Week, Courtney's Quiz was an absolute come from behind nail biter. We won't share the winner, but go tune into it. Tom's two minutes. We missed it. It was all over the place. The boys were vibing today. We had the Jays game in the background, too. So you hear updates midway through there. But that is going to do it. That is the episode for the week. Enough of me talking. Well, you're going to hear me talking the whole episode, but enough of me going through this intro. Let's go into the episode, bringing that April wine baby. Bring it in. Episode 39, live now. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on, people, live with me where the light has never shown. And my hornets flock like hummingbirds Speaking in a foreign tongue Isn't my life, isn't my life, isn't my life, my life Isn't my life, isn't my life, isn't my life, my life What's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 39 Brett Jackal Jacqueline, friend of the show, number 39 of behind the bench we are live here tom and i from isolation we are now in isolation for 10 days covid case happened on the hockey team we'll talk about it we're here we're live in prison what's going on everybody send it over to tommy thomas vlahos what's going on what's yeah, going on gents number 39 you mentioned brett jack yeah, i'm gonna mention muffin. I'm gonna mention I'm gonna mention a Montreal Canadian, Dominic Hashik, number thirty-nine. How are you? You like that, Mace? Um, isolation is fantastic. I might become an alcoholic. <laughs> okay, dude, he, he wore number thirty-nine. He wore number thirty-nine. Go look it up. Look it up. What I'm talking, Mace. Happy twenty-seventh birthday, Chim. It's good to see you. I feel like I'm gonna Facetime you every single minute of the day. Waiting for our results, waiting for the COVID-19 results that we've been tested for. Yada, yada, yada. Isolation is fantastic. The Jays are currently winning 5-3. Life's good. What's going yeah, on with we'll you be, 
We'll be tuning in live Dude, he, here. He, what, what are you looking at me like that we're, for? He, he we're gonna, listen, whoa, whoa, listen, we're going to tee up the birthday boy. A little happy birthday to you. To you. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mason Money Savage. Happy birthday to you. Mason Money Savage, it's your birthday. How and you, and, and, are you and, <laughs> and Tommy Vlaus just gave you a birthday gift right off the hop. Mason, take it away, brother. He's number 39, wow. no? Is that what you guys were practicing for the 10 minutes that I was late? Uh, yes. Happy birthday wow, to that's, you. That's going to be clipped and probably start sold on uh, YouTube. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm back off uh, an extended vacation. I had uh, Mr. Matheson step in for me last week, which was fantastic. Um, Jays are in full swing. I got my Jays jersey on. Red for the Habs still, though. Um, and, yeah, I'm basically... 27 got more gray hairs than usual uh school i'm back in school teachers college kicking my ass uh learning trying to teach myself how to become a teacher uh, is insane tom dominic hasek sorry side note dominic hasek didn't play for montreal what why don't okay i just said that because i literally saw google images of him in a habs jersey so i just said it look that's patrick Waugh. Okay, well, okay, well, dude, when you Google Dominic Hasek like that and it comes up, I, I now I see it's Patrick Wall. Sorry, Dominic Hasek, ba- Buffalo Sabres. Is that you better? Like the hockey guy, man. That's, yeah, yeah, that's I am the hockey guy. Okay, Buffalo Sabres, Jack Eichel. Yes, is that better for you? Oh, that's disappointing. Uh, that's okay. Disappointing. All right, all right. But yeah, so Tom, to tell you what twenty-seven is like. Yeah, um, yeah tell me, tell me what's all about. You feel like a bad boy 20- for life. It's like going to Niagara on the lake to go on a wine tour for your birthday. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I got a family. And that's what's happening, eh? Triple date this, or a, yeah, triple date this weekend. My mom and Scott, um, Laura and myself, and then Stepbro Alex and Mia, oh, all God. going down Niagara on the lake, wine tour, dinner, uh, golfing. We got a golf round on Saturday. Saturday, I remember that because I actually played around with you. I'm gonna say. Oh, but I got our first round in. First round together with you and the step row, and every time I see Mr. McCullough, Jesus Christ, he gets better looking. Oh, it, it, just an absolute stud. Ridiculous, eh? Mace, any eyes. guesses? Any guesses on what Laura got you? Like maybe you know a charm bracelet, you know maybe a, ring. a, a, a ring. mini, you know a cactus, you know what? What? What do you, what do you think she got you? A promise uh, ring. No, she, she got me the succulents uh, a couple months ago for. Uh, just a little pick me up gift, but thinking I'm thinking a little locket with a little picture, maybe. Nice. Um, what's a what's a succulent? Sorry. Uh, that, that's <laughs> really hey, no, I honestly I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's like the little like a desk plant, like a little little cactus. Cactus uh, is a succulent. So like, I, I a, guess the cactus. Yeah, oh yeah. You're God. saying I was supposed to be the hockey guy. You're supposed to be the smarts guy. Well. <laughs> Succulents. I've never heard that. dash one out. Jesus Christ. Oh hey, my god. We're both dash one early to start out this podcast. But Mace, hey, happy birthday. Where'd you guys go? How was dinner? How was dinner? Because I know you yes. went to was it Scott's was it ro- was it rose all day or what? what? Uh din- dinner was great. Uh pizza joint followed by Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Oh, right oh, just gorgeous. Oh my god. Still the 15-year-old birthday party. It's fantastic. Did you get into the beers or the vino? Did you have a couple glasses to celebrate? 
I'm having a glass of vodka water currently, but nice. other than that, nothing too crazy. You're so saving it for this wine weekend. tour. Yeah, wine tour. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to see some pics about it. That's gonna be fun for you guys for sure. Beautiful, beautiful, Mace. All right, well let's let's get in let's get into the topics tonight, boys. <laughs> Weekly lift. Here we go. Uh, starting off here, we have SMHA rebrand. So Subway Minor Hockey uh, for the AAA, AA, and Single A program have transitioned and transformed from the Subway blanket, Subway walls over all the programs. Now they have gone their own way with their own identity. AAA will be Subway Nickel Capitals. AA will be Subway Timberwolves. And single A uh, will be a combination, and U9, U7 selects will be a combination of the Subbury Nickel Kings. So that is uh, the, the names they have changed with and logos. Yes, Mason. Uh, quick question Does BTB kind of own the double A team if they're the Timberwolves, or how does that work? Well, exactly, because we do own Timberwolf Golf and Country Club. Watch out. Maybe we'll make some T-shirts there with missing. Uh, just watch out for that. But, yeah, uh, I believe they were – so the AA team was called Timberwolves way back when in their history. So they tried to rekindle that. Uh, Nickel Capitals was because of, uh, obviously, the midget team was called Seven Nickel Capitals all the way. So they kind of revitalized and, and modernized the logo. We Tom and I actually got to work on making a, a video, a promotional video yeah. for it, which yeah. we did appear as uh, BTB hosts. No big <laughs> deal. So quick plug for the pod on that video. We also got to use High Noon's music, which I thought was sick in the video. All Northern video too from uh, Drone Malone, Hockey Canada. So I thought it was a great. I thought for what we had, I thought the video was great. Um, and uh, yeah, and I hope people enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean. To take it over quickly here, um, I think it was time for SMHA to switch up. I'm not going to say, like, obviously we switched up the brandy, but just, just to switch up the names, I feel like it gives something for the kids to look forward to. Um, it was always exciting now as a player and even Mason to find out what your team was going to be called or, like, what the jerseys were to look like. So now that it's a, it's a completely new rebrand, I feel like the kids are going to have something to look forward to. Um, and I kind of like it how basically all the AAA teams now are – Subway nickel caps, right? So yeah, that's I pretty like cool because it, it like almost forces those single A double A kids to work hard to make a triple A team to have that label as a subway nickel cap, right? So yeah, I mean I like it, and and obviously like I said, it was time to um, have a rebrand, so it was good and it was very fun to work on that video, like you mentioned. Yeah, agreed, agreed, man. It was uh, it was a ton of fun. Uh, I don't know if jerseys have been shown yet. I don't think not they yet. have been. Not yet, I don't think. So next coming weeks, uh, people will be able to see the jerseys. Tom and I did have an inside look. We had to do the inventory for it as Spad interns. Insider. I, I think they're uh, very nice jerseys, a nice switch up, um, and uh, very excited to see our team uh, wear it too. So. Tom? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Good? Yeah. That, that's basically, All right. yeah. Love it. Love it. All right, let's move on, guys. Uh, obviously, you guys saw uh, in Instagram – we did uh, put out a promo pick. Uh, we had a nice uh, little shoot there with Missing, um, where we we where oh my god, where we will be dropping our first ever behind the bench hoodies October fifth. Mark it on your calendars. Go to the Missing store. It'll be a nice, affordable price. You'll be able to be very comfy, looking sick. 
in BTB merch. And also, there is a little Easter egg in the hoodies. You just got to look for it. Um, we haven't shown it yet in, in any of our promos. So have an eye out for it. I'm very excited to drop this thing, boys. What's your thoughts? Let's talk, let's talk behind the scenes on this. Yeah, let's talk behind the scenes. Let's talk about these Bronco picks that we got last week. Or oh, my God. 10 days ago for the photo shoot. Oh, my God. Mace was so perfect to have the, the Ford Bronco there for the picks. I mean, very exciting um, starting this podcast about, what, almost a year now. It's going to be a year in, what, two weeks? October 20th? I think October we twentieth, yeah, yeah. Basically, almost October first. I would say it's been a year because it was, you know, we were talking about it probably first week of October about running this thing, yep. and then October twenty yep. was our first episode. So about a year ago, I would I would have never thought that we'd be releasing hoodies. Um, obviously, not be at this point that we're at. Um, pretty exciting, obviously, to have Roberto a part of it as well, and just missing. Uh, the hoodies are sick. I feel like we're to sell uh, a lot of them. I think the everyone's gonna you know enjoy them. Um, we've obviously all have one right now. They're comfy. They look clean. They look sick. And we'll see how it goes. Like I mean, the behind the scenes part of it was was so cool to work on it. It was obviously something new for all of us to work on a hoodie. Um, and I'm I'm not sure if we will be able to release the price of it right now, or because this is gonna be the only episode before we release. Or do you want to wait for it? Uh, let's wait for now. I think it's okay. finalized, but we'll tell you right now, it is going to be a very Reasonable. affordable price. Yeah, for sure. Um, also the, the BTB promo code is already added on to it when you buy it too. So you, you won't be able to use it because it's already been attacked onto. We made a blanket for everyone who's buying it. So, yeah. um, very excited to drop it. Mace, you got anything on it, buddy? No, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think Mace is a little bit frozen on the internet, so we'll keep going. Yeah, that's okay. Um, that's good. So, topic three, we're going back to minor hockey. Minor hockey is back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom and I got to coach um, for the first time, go behind the bench. Uh, so, it was very exciting. I uh, got to wear a suit for the first time in a year and a half and, and hop behind the bench. And it was, uh, it was just nice to see five-on-five five, normal hockey back. Um, and yeah, Tom thoughts. Yeah. Um, it, it felt so nice to walk into the arena, all professional dressed up sh- shirt and tie. Um, obviously to coach the kids again, just to see them playing a game, obviously that, you know, our time has come that we're not players anymore, but just to be coaches and to see the kids so excited to play a game. It was awesome to see. Um, I think it's been what, two years now, almost a year and a half basically. Yeah. Since yeah, these basically kids in, yeah. in an actual game. Um, Two years, so yeah. Yeah, so it was fun. Uh, obviously, to do you know do the whole pregame talk and tell them you have to do this, you have to do, you can't do this type of thing in between periods, just to see you with the pregame lineup. All that stuff is exciting. The kids had a good weekend. We had a showcase this weekend for the U15 team that we coach, and the team went two and one. So went two weekend. and one. Yeah, good, good weekend Nicole for the City. team. We exactly. beat Nickel City and North Bay. And lost to the Sioux. Uh, yeah, so it was a, it was a good week though. Uh, uh, good it's weekend, fun, man. Yeah, it was fun. And to this be back. is the first time, um, obviously, in the last couple of years, you've coached a different team, and so have I. So we've had many FaceTimes in the past about, uh, you know, when I was on the midget team and you were with the Phantom team. That this, you know, you have to we have to join together and coach together. And now it, it was the first time that we were behind the bench, actually behind the bench. No, yeah, no pun intended there. Yeah. Um. So it, it was fun, obviously, to coach with you and to see this team succeed this past weekend. So 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was good to see the kids were all, uh, we're all fired up. I, I love like, uh, like, I don't think they know we listen to, to like the music they kind of listen to, but when they put on any type of Drake, man, I was getting so fired up. Uh, especially me and Tom would roll to the rink. I'd have no friends in the industry blasting. No friends um, in the industry. Just for a quick update, though, Al, I know we have lost Mace. It is 5-5 in the seventh inning. Oh, so my God. In the Jays game? Jose, yeah, Jose Barreos got pulled, and they just, just pulled the, the reliever that came in. Um, he does not look happy. I forget his name. Merriweather? No. Um, short of last name. Maybe Mats? No. I don't know. Oh, boy. So Adam Simber is now in. It is 5-5. The Jays yeah. need this win. They do. It's 5-5 in the seventh, so it could be exciting well, to maybe see a walk-off. I know Montoya's going to throw the kitchen sink at it. And this is what it's all about. It's what's all you got to – it's playoff time, right, baby? So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow, interesting. All right. Well, let's move on here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is a topic, again, we, we beat it like a dead horse. We've talked about it forever. But we always like to up to update when uh, everything, when what stuff is happening. So, the KED Kingsway Entertainment District has got the green light boys to start site preparation work on November 29th. the The vote in council was seven to six, so very divided council. But nonetheless, nonetheless. And the the KED will be starting to be built. Yes, Mies. I'm back. And I I should have saved the article, but there was an article I read where I heard a counselor was bribed in oh. this KED scan, not scandal, this KED situation. He, he came out and said he was bribed. And then a week later came out and said it wasn't a bribe. Um, Jesus so an absolute disaster. No uh, kidding. That, what that is. No, 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 no. It's the it's same person gets bribed to undo his bribe. So, 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 Chimino, to, to throw it back to you, as the next mayor of Sudbury in the near future, what are your thoughts on this? And to have the votes this close, um, obviously have this investigation we'll with the whole bribe. Listen, like, yes. like l- let me yes. hear your thoughts. Absolutely. Uh, listen, it's a divided <laughs> council, and it's been a divided council for. Eight years, and this okay. is why nothing's happened okay. for this arena because it's been so divided. But at the end, and all the appeals, the appeals, blah blah blah. At the end of the day, here we are. Uh, it looks like okay, so it looks like uh, there will be a grand opening in 2024. But at the end of the day, when it comes to municipal politics, you have a lot of personal opinions, a lot of personal vendettas that take over the good of the city, but. The law, the courts stood for the better of the city. And here we are. The KD will be built uh, looking in 2024. So get ready to go. Come on now. Uh, Let's go. Let's go, baby. That's going to be exciting. I can't wait to see you spend some money at the casino. I I can't wait to just go watch (laughs) Wolves games, go to casino. Like, this is what it's all about. But it's all about the economy. It's going to be booming. Now, I mentioned this way back. Do you think, Alex Trino, that the Sudbury Wolves will now be host of a Memorial Cup with this new building? 1,000%. You're going to see a lot of more hosts, a lot more hosting of bigger events. Awesome. Um, I think, anyways, that's... Yeah. You need a state-of-the-art... Well, hey, of the art your, your voice matters. You need, oh, you need a state-of-the-art facility, and they are getting it with the kid. They don't have it right now. You can sell... You, like, you're an individual that can sell ice to an Eskimo. 
listen, 100%. Listen, that's at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, you got to do what's right for the city, for the people, yeah. for the organization. Just this, we need it, right? We need it. We need it. Um, we're filming here Tuesday night, everybody. Mason, I just gave everyone the heads up. That is 5-5 five, five in the bottom of the seventh now. It's Wednesday, Tom. Twenty. Tom's <laughs> losing time. Tom losing track of time here. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in isolation. He's Sorry. in isolation mode. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, <laughs> it's almost sleepy time for Tom. It's almost sleepy time for. Mm-hmm. Not yet. I'll be up tonight late. Okay, boys. We're not gonna have anything for the you missed it section. I missed a lot of things. I, I miss. I miss part of this next segment though, Chim. Sorry to take your thunder. I, I miss my freedom, but uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> on to the next. On to the next uh, topic is BTB hockey pool. Okay, baby cakes. All right. All right. You can be my best friend. I'm ready. Okay. So BTB hockey pool, it's back. It's back. There will be a post um, sometime uh, Thursday, Friday, um, yeah. stating that we're back. Uh, we are taking video DM applications again. We have expanded the pool from 12 to 14. We think we can add a couple more personalities. We did let the people know from last pool that they can reapply, but yeah. the only person that will be coming back as a lock is the champion, James Green. And yeah. if you want to join, DM us, BTB Podcast, double underscore. At the time we did last year, we have a lot more people uh following us now so let's see let's see who will apply and we have prizes now too and we thank you mace thank you for teeing that up the winner of this pool the winner of this pool will get to missing presented by missing right the btb hockey pool presented by missing will be able to create their own btb x missing whatever type of Whatever. Whatever type of clothing you get to create it for the BTB hockey pool, for the BTB people, and you will get your own. And that is what we're gonna do for a champion. I think it's a great prize. I think it's sick. What do you boys think? I think it's awesome. Yeah, Mace, go ahead. Champion hoodie. I'm winning that. And I'm just gonna make I'm gonna make actually a t-shirt of the step bros, me and McCullough's face on uh, the Will Ferrell. Well, is, I like him. We'll is he gonna is, is he gonna apply for the for the pool? He has no idea about hockey. Eh? No, Alex hasn't watched a hockey game since he was at the Leafs Boston uh, Hall of Fame game in 2019. Jesus. Oh my God, that's awesome. Okay, so okay, so just to like to go on from what Shamina was saying, give me a second. The Jays, the Jays. I mean, they're they're choking. Um, so four spots because it's me, Shamino, Mason, and James Green. Four spots total. That, that that means, well, my dad could be a shoe in five spots. Well, four spots. My dad still has to reapply. Everyone from last year. So that means there's still ten spots available. Um, like Chimino said, send us a video to our Instagram, BTB Podcast Double Underscore. It's gonna be exciting. There's gonna be some new rules because I know my co-host Alex Chimino was not happy with some rules that we, we will have to change. The veto rule. The veto rule, as in veto trades, because it, and it will be now called the Brett Jackson Thomas Vlahos. He was rule. salty because uh, no one wants to make trades with him because he's uh, a terrible manager. Anyways, moving on from that, um, the hockey I pool is exciting. With anyone, so. We will be having our draft Monday night next week. 
Monday night. So we got to get those entries in quick. Got those entries get in, quick. in quick. There will be a post Thursday, Friday. Get those entries in uh, because the draft's happening next Monday. Um, exciting times. The pool's awesome. It was the best. And obviously, like we mentioned, the hoodie for the prize. Come on. You can't beat that. Can't beat it. There you go. Can't do it. Can't win with the <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. Love it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, boys. I'm excited to draft. I'll have a couple of Gato bottles ready. Get there. It was actually get it was actually activity. like so fun to be a part of this pool last year. Yeah. Like uh, the amount of waiver people I picked up, uh, the amount of FaceTimes I had with James Green for phone calls for trades. I was even texting Mag at a time for trades. Like it was just it was ridiculous. And working with Alex Tremino was like like who would you compare yourself as a GM as a career NHL? Yeah, <laughs> no kidding, eh? Just so difficult to deal with. Oh. Same with Mason. Mason just didn't answer his phone, so I don't know what current uh, NHL Mason's GM. Mason's just notorious. Like, Mason's, like, getting a hold of, like, Justin Bieber or, like, or, like uh, some celebrity. <laughs> hey, man, I'll get back to you. Oh, no, for sure. Ain't over. No, 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 for sure. No, not bad yourself. Yeah. Hey, hey Mason, what's going on? You know, I, like, a couple a couple days go by, you get a text from Mason that says, hey, man, I'm good, you? No, no, yeah, when, no, when no, no. You, text. you text him, hey, I want Matthews. Okay, yeah, I want these guys. Yeah, they're they're not available, and then he doesn't answer you for like four days because you're like, well, who else, also took who else seven do you goalies. want? He took seven goalies in the draft, and Damien Drew. Oh. <laughs> I'm picking Dom seventh round this year, sleeper of the year. No, Quentin Byfield, sleeper. Oh baby, all right, boys. Excited. Well, let's move on um, to a, another competition that uh, we got to watch. We like to talk golf here, and it was the Ryder Cup. And absolute, the slaughter by the water, as four plays calling it, uh, unbelievable. I mean, they had the Spumante Bambino champagne just popping. Pop, pop. Maybe a little more expensive than Spumante Bambino, but just popping it. Um, it was just all U.S. Tom, you get to watch much of it? Yeah, um, obviously we were busy with hockey all weekend coaching and a little bit of our own Ryder Cup as well. But I, I, I tuned in a bit. Uh, I obviously tuned in to the press conference that happened after that the U.S. was was called champions. It, it was awesome to see. Like, when did you see that question about DJ saying, are you going to be able to keep up with these young guys partying? And yep. He's like, absolutely, or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, it, I mean, it was awesome to even, even to see Brooks Kevka and Bryson DeChambeau get along just for the weekend. I'm not sure what they're going to, you know, what their friendship's going to be like after this weekend um, to see them hug it out, to see the, the U S come together. Everyone was so worried that the chemistry wouldn't, wouldn't be there. Um, but one stat that I was reading for the, for the best ball format is that everyone that made the state's team, the state's team, the 12 guys that they, that they had, like they were all within the top 25 for birdie percentages, which is like, uh, how are you going to beat them? If you have the 12 best guys on like that are top 25 for birdie percentage, like it, it, it's ridiculous to see what the states did. Poor Rory McIlroy for Europe had a tough weekend as well. Um, but it's 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 got to be the best tournament. I obviously, I think I enjoy watching the Ryder Cup than like any major tournament though. I agree. Maybe the Masters kind of. Maybe the Masters, maybe yeah. The, in Masters Ryder Cup are right up there. But, but there's but, nothing but, like the Ryder Cup. But you see very talented individuals that, you know, have many major champions under their belt yeah. that just come yeah. together and play as a team sport. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the best. So, Mace, you got anything on the Ryder Cup? Yeah. Did they play two matches on Saturday? 
Yeah. Yeah. Two matches. Oh, okay. Friday. Friday to two. Yeah. Two Saturday. I was on a fishing trip and we had a, a TV in the living room and every time we'd walk by, like we'd come back for lunch and dinner and just golf was on the whole yeah. time. I had no idea. It's so sick. Yeah. 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 The DeChambeau show. Yeah, the, he didn't play about, one alternate shot event, which is kind of nice too. How about his drive though? That's four hundred ten. Yeah, that's what drive. I'm talking about. The, the, was it one? Oh, five, 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 five. He, he four seventeen drive. One on Sunday, he drove the green. He drove the green and yeah. made eagle. Yeah. yeah. And so. then the it's Scotty Scheffler running, uh, running Ram out of the building was nuts too. Four up through four. Jim, what are your thoughts? Because the U.S. ages. How to, how to it may be the only it may be the only sport where I kind of lean towards an American team. Yes, like I I just like the players a little bit more. I don't know. It's just me. Um, it's tough. It's just that's all you watch in golf are these American players, right? So um, I want to ask you because obviously the the weekend that the United States had Jordan Spieth on day one, Alex, this 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 golf shot, one of the great, had. probably the greatest golf shot I've ever seen in my life. Mace, did you get to see this? No, but it can't um, be better than Bob at the Masters. Hey. No, Mace, you gotta look, look it up. He's he's up on the wall of the green. It's basically. Uh, like a, a like a ninety degree drop, and the ball's resting in the thickest of like fescue, and he put it to he put it to three feet, yeah. And JT missed the putt. It was unbelievable. It so, Mace, unbelievable. have a look. It's day one. Jordan Spieth alternate shot with JT. Tom, if yes. you if you won the Ryder Cup, what's like your champions dinner? Like, if you were to have dinner, what what do you have in some king crab? I love snow crab legs um, dipped in that garlic butter. Um, just, I, I love it. And obviously, I think some steak as well. Steak and crab, uh, definitely. Like, I obviously do love chicken wings. So maybe mix in a pound of wings here and there. But the crab with the garlic butter, you feel so rich and you have a nice glass of wine with it. Like, nice. but, oh, nice. oh, my God. The sea, Mace, like, it is so sick to be a professional golfer. Oh, my yeah. God. Mace, do you watch a video? Yeah, that's a pretty nuts shot. Yeah, how about him no. almost falling down the hill? Like that's yeah, yeah. he ran another like fifty meters down the hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nuts, nuts. These guys are shotgunning beers on the first tee. Was well. just sick. So yeah. sick. sick. So yeah. sick. God love it. Okay, boys. Well, I think that's well, well, well. What would your dinner be? Some around where you maybe some lobster. You like lobster? Are you lobster? Love are lobster you, are yeah. you like calamari though too? Yeah, yeah. Get, I don't know. Yeah. Now, are are you Gear a big? Right. Go ahead, Mace. Is your Ryder Cup dinner going to be different than your Masters meal? Yeah, I, I think my Ryder top. my Ryder Cup one would have a ton more beers. Masters got to kind of keep it classy with some vino. I think. Um, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you something. All right. Well, we'll move on then. No, no, it's got it's got to come back. It's when it comes back. back, you let me know. Okay, boys. Let's move on to our interview. We brought Mikey Camino back onto the podcast. He just dropped uh, Hockey 365, the second period, um, available everywhere. Go check it out. Um, and it was an awesome interview. We talked everything. He also has a podcast uh, called uh, The Unlikely Innovators. Um, so you can check that on any uh, platform, too. And he got to talk a little bit about it, too, in the interview. So very excited to have Mike Camino back on. We'll send it over to him right now. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are very excited to bring back Mike Camito on the podcast, who just recently released Hockey 365, the second period. He is the author of the series, writer for the LA Kings Sportsnet, The Athletic, Vice Sports, and the director of Cambrian Research and Development. And since speaking with him, he is also now a co-host for the podcast Unlikely Innovators, available on all platforms, quick plug, showcasing uh, Cambrian College and Sudbury innovators ladies and gentlemen please welcome mike camito back to the podcast how you doing doing well thanks for having me back it's great to be back awesome <laughs> love it so mike how's it been so far with the book dropping um also with, with school starting having kids come back in class how's it been uh it's been a it's been a bit of a whirlwind september's been a pretty busy month for us at camry and we've had a quite a few important deadlines that have come up and then obviously with students coming back to campus that's kind of livened things up but you know, the book officially dropped uh, yesterday in Canada. Uh, but, you know, I was saying to somebody yesterday on a different podcast, actually, that it kind of almost feels anticlimactic because I got my copies in August. So I got to celebrate like the unboxing and seeing the cover, you know, and then people started getting their copies earlier. I saw it in chapters a couple of weeks ago. So like as much as yesterday was the official date, like it's really been out in the world probably for over a month now. Right. So right. it's still fun to celebrate the release of the book. Uh, but, uh, but a little bit different, you know, when you kind of get your advanced copies and you start to see stores putting it on the shelves early, which I appreciate. Cause again, all those, all those sales go towards that first week because anything that's sold before the release date all gets counted in that week one sales, nice. not to say that I'm going to get on a bestseller list, but if I were, that's the best opportunity is everybody who pre-ordered and bought the book in advance. Love it. Love it. And let's talk a little bit more about the second book, Mikey. Like, obviously, from the stories themselves, what's new in this edition? Yeah, so I think what's new in this one is, um, you know, I try to be a little bit more creative, I think, with some of the stories. I think that in the first book, a lot of the stories you'll recognize as, as you know, significant parts of hockey history. Um, so knowing that I used 366, because uh, we got to account for leap years in the first book, I couldn't use the same stories all over again. So I right. admittedly had to find new stories. But because... I'd kind of focused on a lot of the, the more significant ones. I wanted to try to find stuff that was still, I think, notable, but, you know, entertaining, engaging and exciting. And so I think you'll find more unusual off the wall type stories in this book. It's not filled with them. Certainly, I think it's still a very, uh, you know, if you're a hockey fan, you're going to get your, your true hockey stories, but you're also going to get some, some weirder ones that you know, may have happened off the ice. But I think another thing that's different from the book is just, you know, this, the first one came out, you know, three years ago. So I think in that time I'd become a better writer. I think we all become better at whatever right. we're doing. over right. time. So I think I feel more confident in my writing. And so I, I've tried to include myself in some of the stories, tried to take some, you know, risks for some of the stories. And so I think that's the biggest change to be honest, but I think certainly trying to find some of those more, you know, not uh, often not told stories to kind of bring those to light in this one. Right. And what would you what would you say like the the support's been so far? Because me and Alex follow you on Twitter, and we're just seeing everywhere with people we know and people we don't even know buying the book. So what's the support been like so far? Yeah, it's been overwhelming. Um, it's always nice. I think you know on on the release day, that's when everyone gets typically if you're pre-ordering from Amazon or chapters, like it arrives that day, right? So like right. I've seen some you know tweets and and posts on Instagram where people are getting the book in the mail, and that's always awesome. Whether it's you know friends or just random people who want who love hockey history and they want to support the book so that's that's been great but i mean a big part of this book as well is that i've been lucky enough to have some great endorsements from some notable folks in the hockey world and so i got i got quite a few of those with the first book but again it kind of went down uh down that road again and got some great people to kind of back this book up and again i think what i'm i'm struck by 
with the second book that I was with the first book is just the generosity of a lot of these folks. Like they don't know me from a hole right. in the ground, right? A lot right. of these people, I've never interacted with them professionally or personally, uh, but yet they still took my emails or took my Twitter DMs and still took the time to like look at my book months ago, offer some kind words that, you know, um, mean a lot to me. And so I, that's always something that I think is, you know, no matter what, I know this is not my full-time job doing hockey writing, but you're always kind of just reminded by how generous people are with their time. And, you know, as, as somebody who's you know, just trying to find his, his place in that space, it, it means the world. And did you speak with Jeff Merrick as well? Cause I saw that going on Twitter. Did he buy your book? Like how did that conversation go down? Yeah. So uh, Jeff's been a supporter of mine for, for a number of years. I think we go back. I used to just email him stories. Um, I, f- I figured out his email somehow back in the day, just yeah. Googling or figuring out what the Rogers uh, <laughs> like, you know, like code was for how they set up their emails. And so yeah, I used yeah. to send him stories all the time. Uh, just like, Hey, I wrote this for vice sports is about like the first penalty shot. And like, to be honest, like he would always right back be like, Hey, that's a great story. Like, thanks for sharing. Like he never, he never said like, please stop email me. He would always yeah. respond. Uh, so like that was an example of somebody who, again, doesn't know me at all, but took the time to actually like read my stuff and to offer me feedback. And so like Jeff and I were talking, you know, offline for a number of years, he was actually going to, we expressed interest in writing a forward for the first book. Uh, the timing just didn't work out with the publication timelines. And so that kind of got shelved. But for the second book, we had explored that option again as well, but just kind of figured that this book doesn't really need a forward. Um, I also kind of thought that like when I read a book, I typically don't read the forward unless it's somebody really notable. In this case, I would have read Jeff Merrick's forward because if mm-hmm. Jeff Merrick writes something, I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Jeff again, graciously agreed to offer up some of his time yesterday. And so we did a book launch virtually over lunch. Cool. Uh, so he hosted it. And so he just kind of ran, th- ran through some questions with me, talked about, you know, what kind of stories you'll find in the book, just talked about our shared love of hockey history. So um, yeah, that was yesterday afternoon. Awesome. I'm hoping to kind of release the audio so that people who didn't join in can still kind of hear the conversation because um, it's a great way, you know, to kind of, uh, it was a great way for me to plug the book. Jeff Merrick has been somebody I've looked up to for a long time, uh, but it's funny. My sister who was on the call is not a hockey fan. And she said that after listening to the conversation I had with Merrick uh, in, in one of the, our, uh, in Christina uh, at, at Dundurn Press, she's like, now I want to buy the book or I want to read the book. Sorry. She's obviously going to buy the book because she has to. Uh, but she actually said she wants to read it because she thought, she thought the conversation was good enough. Cool. She's interested now. So, so, you know, big ups to Merrick for that. Obviously he, uh, you know, he kind of carried that, that convo. Right. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Um, Mike, talk to us now. You, you talked about being a, a better writer, but talk to us about what was different writing in 2018 and leading up to, to the launch of the first book and then writing in a COVID era. Uh, did you have more time, time to write and, and research? Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's 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 funny because obviously when I was writing the original book, um, it was a lot of like evenings after yeah. work, right? Like didn't really do early morning stuff just because that wasn't really uh, we had a young young daughter at the time. And, you know, just like getting up earlier than you have to is just not really an option. So I spent a lot of time at night writing the book. This one, uh, I had more time to do it. I, I gave myself a few more months than I had with the first book. It was still a pretty quick turnaround from from when we uh, had, when I had to submit the first manuscript for review. So I did a lot of writing, you know, in the evenings as well, but also one of the nice things, and again, I guess the silver lining of the pandemic was when my daughter was not in school uh, in the summertime. And when my youngest was obviously not in daycare, um, they would get up early in the morning. And this was at a time when like my youngest, you know, she would still sleep in and my wife and my youngest would be sleeping. Me and Zoe would go downstairs and I put on the TV and 
you know, we'd sometimes be up at seven o'clock. And so I would get a good hour in before work. And so like yeah. that would allow me to at least write a page. And so like right. every morning I would tick off a page with Zoe, you know, she's watching Frozen or whatever she's watching. I'm doing my <laughs> thing, but it, it all helps, right? Because it all goes towards like chipping away at those pages I have to write. So I think like, honestly, the other silver lining about the pandemic was um, with hockey being put on hiatus last year, you know, my writing commitments for the, for the Kings dropped off around April. Right. And then, you know, I wrote my last story for the Wolves, uh, February, 2020. So I kind of figured that with hockey being on, like, we didn't know when it was going to come back. Now would be the good time to write a book because, you know, when, when you're writing articles for, for websites, like you get to share them right away. People read them right away. You get to hear their feedback. But when you write a book, it's such a long process that you don't get to, you don't see the results for oftentimes like years. Right. And right. so it's, it's, it's a solitary work and it obviously takes away from your more outward writing you're doing for like websites and stuff like that. But I figured since I wasn't going to be doing any of that, now would be the time. And so I kind of, I didn't have any plans last year to write this book, but I just, the, the timing just kind of presented itself uh, with, with me being kind of laid off uh, with my freelancing opportunities. Right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting stuff. And how's uh, how's Zoe doing? Is she is she going to be a hockey player? Is, is that what we're looking at with her? I see I see a post with her at the rink all the time uh, on on Insta. So yeah. Well, she it's today's actually her birthday, so she's five today. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. So it's a big day in our house. She's pretty excited. <laughs> pizza party tonight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we she played hockey last year. And so um, that was my first time, you know, getting to go to the rink with her, which is a lot of fun. She was just playing in the playground league here, which was great. But this year she doesn't want to play. She said that she just wants to skate. So uh, okay. we we compromise. She's doing gymnastics. Um, you know, maybe hockey is something that we'll revisit down the road. She seemed to like it last year. And I think she was getting a hang the hang of it. But um but she definitely still wants to be on the ice, just wants to go down the street to, you know, Cedar Park and play at cool. the outdoor rink. So, right. Cool. Cool. And that, Zoe, and Zoe and uh, Mason, our producers, share the same birthday. So there, there you go. go. Oh, there you go. Happy birthday, yeah. Mason. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. funny. Um, uh, my, uh, no, I need to ask him now. Yeah. About, um, obviously, we talked about pandemic and hockey being sort of on pause, but the NHL was still able to go, Mike, and we have to talk about our Leafs losing the 3-1 lead to, to the Montreal Canadiens. What were your thoughts that series, and were you pissed off about, like, you know, how it ended? It's funny because I think I've, well, I've been a long-suffering Leafs fan, just as, <laughs> as you have been, but I think I've seen yeah. more more defeats. Um, you know, like, it's, like, going to that series, um, I was fully prepared for, like, an outcome like that. Like, I think just after so many times, you yeah. never could think that with this team that any lead was safe, like even up three games to one. I fully went into it like saying, this is not going to go the way that we think it is. And my father-in-law is a Habs fan. So like I would see him every other day and he would be like, well, I guess like, I guess it's over now. Like, you know, Toronto's going to move on. I'm like, I don't know which team you're talking about, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't be saying that if I was, if I was in my shoes. So yeah. yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, like, I know that you see a lot of fans online who are like, I'm burning my jersey. Like, I no, hate yeah. I'm never watching again. Like, in the moment, like, I obviously watched the whole game seven and watched right until the final buzzer sounded. But I wasn't upset because it was just kind of like, you're almost just like resigned to the fact that this was going to happen. And so yeah. in the moment, like, I was disappointed and I didn't want to talk about the Leafs for a while. Like, I had a couple opportunities in the summer to talk about the Leafs. And I'm like, I really just I need some time away just to kind of reset. Um, I haven't tuned into the, I've, I've caught a little bit of the preseason, but I'm ready to get hurt all over again. Like I'm excited to see, you know, the all or nothing series. Oh, on Friday. 
even though we yeah. know how it ends, uh, I'm just curious to see how are they going to make this, uh, you know, engaging for fans who just know, like, there's no happy ending coming. Well, um, yeah, and it's also going to be good to see the emotion from, let's say, the star players. You're seeing already clips about Marner and Matthews stayed late after Game 7 and actually cared about that they lost. Because I hear it from Alex saying that these guys don't care about winning and that. So, I mean, that part's going to be okay to see if they actually care, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough to relive it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll have to block it, block those parts out from our memory. But yeah, it's that is that is because you've seen some of the clips being shared around now of like mm-hmm. some of these trailers, right? Because I remember it's funny after you've had some time to think think about it. Maybe this kind of goes to Alex's point, but I remember like I, I forget what game it was, but there's this game where like Matthews is getting like horse collared and he's just got this big grin on his face. And in the moment, yeah. like you think it's funny. And it's like, oh, look how he's reacting. And then, like, after the series goes the way it goes and they lose, you're just like, I wish in that moment, rather than him laughing and trying not to get a penalty, he just turned around and, like, clocked him, right? Yeah. Give me some emotion. Yeah. Give me something. Like, I get yeah. what he was trying to do to try Take to, like, a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, like, who cares? Like, you're going to draw a penalty. But, like, in the playoffs, like, where's that bite? And I know that he has it. And so maybe that's what we need to see this season. I think if they're going to get over the hump, like, they're going to have to kind of activate that side of their game. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Hey, listen, I was all for a deep playoff run. I we had the whole Mikey got us going with the with the Nick Felino uh <laughs> pledge. Like I was so in in for that. It just hey, that's the that's the way the cookie crumbles uh mm-hmm. sometimes. But going on to this season, Mike, what what are you thinking? Do you have any hot takes uh for the next NHL season? Obviously, the Kings got filled to know Quinn Byfield's gonna be playing a little bit more here. So what, what's your thoughts on on LA? And then you can give us the Leafs as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know if it's a hot take. Maybe it's a hot take, but like my hot take is that the Kings will be in the playoff hunt this year. Okay. Um, I think that they've reached a point in their rebuild where I think the players and management are ready to kind of pull the trigger on that next step. Obviously, transitioning out of the rebuild into contention is the hardest, you know, move that a club has to make. But I think given the talent they've been like they've been amassing over the last few years, and I think the addition of of Deneau and also Arvidsson, you know, coming in from Nashville. Um, I think if everything's clicking and, you know, and Doughty has been talking about how he's, you know, he's been fueling himself with all the team Canada snubs that he's coming into camp in the best shape of his life. You know, I think that if, and if, if they're able to kind of consolidate the D around him and take maybe some of that load off of his shoulders, so he can still be Drew Doughty, but not have to log, you know, as many minutes as he's been logging over the years now that he's, you know, getting up there in age a little bit. Um, and if, you know, and if Cal Peterson plays the way that he played last year and they can find a way to like, you know, reduce quicks load. So if, if everyone stays healthy and everything's kind of humming along, like, I don't see why they couldn't be in contention for a playoff spot. The Pacific is, is really weak. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you've got those other two California teams who are probably going to finish at the bottom, you know, Vancouver hasn't signed its two best players. Um, yep. Seattle you know, they don't seem like, you know, as much as we didn't think Vegas was going to do anything in that first year, like that forward group, I don't know who's scoring goals there, but like, as far as I know, you need to do that in the national hockey league. So that that's a big question mark. Um, and then obviously you've got Vegas and Edmonton at the top. Calgary's a bit of a wild card. I like, I think they're a good, they're a solid team. Um, so, I mean, I don't think it's un, out of the realm of possibility that Vegas can't be up or sorry, not Vegas, but the LA can't be up there mm-hmm. below those top teams, but like in position to potentially vie for a, you know, for a wild card spot. So that's, I guess that's my hot take, but uh, it's not that scorching. Um, you know, I, I think also it would be nice to see that next, that next level of development, right? I think those players are still hungry you know, to try to, to try to win again. Right. Uh, absolutely. And uh, 
now just not to spread uh, get the rumors going but have the kraken uh talk to you about being a writer have they reached out to you uh, at all on that they have not i reached out to them um <laughs> like probably like probably a year ago before they were even like known as the kraken right and so somebody got back to me and said that like well well basically gave me the usual boilerplate like we'll keep you in mind right um so i'll never get a call back um, <laughs> that's fine I've, that's right uh, kings I've, at heart <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I would never leave the Kings. It was more of if if they wanted somebody in from the ground floor as a team historian, I would be uh, I would be happy to be the you know the 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 guy to document uh, Seattle's rich hockey history and then also uh, you know the the Kraken in in their right. season. So absolutely, and and just to talk talk about that historian piece, um, and I, I want you, I, I think it'd be cool to know too and and pick your brain about when you're looking for stories, uh, regardless if it's the book or for the team. Like, how extensive is the research process? Are you interviewing a lot of people? Is there a ton of reading you're doing? Kind of take us through through the behind the scenes on that. For the for the book or for any story and any story, let's go any story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really depends. A lot of the stories that I'm doing for, like, let's say for LA or for the Wolves, um, by and large, they're usually kind of just done by one interview source. So gotcha. um, I obviously do a lot of reading on the side to just make sure that what the what the person is saying actually makes sense and kind of squares with the with the historical record. Right. But for the most part, with those short stories that are typically shorter. Um, you know, I'm often just kind of interviewing one, one player, right. I think back to like my last, uh, wolf story was with Macaulay Carson and it was, it was like the day before he was going to like get the record for like the most, most games played, uh, you know, as, as a wolves player. Right. And so it was just kind of, I went to the rink, chatted with him there. I went back, you know, did that story, but then I actually also interviewed the former wolves player and his name escapes me right now about like cars, like a Macaulay passing his record. So that was a story where I had two voices in there. And obviously I kind of went back and like did some research on, you know, what was being reported about that player when he set the record back, I think this was back in the nineties. Um, and so it kind of varies. It depends on what it is. Obviously with the book, you have to take much more care, you know, with the stories that you're doing because you can't edit them after the fact they live forever in print. Um, so with those, you know, I'm drawing from some of the interviews I've done in the past, but I'm largely pulling from, newspaper articles. Um, but again, even with those, like you still have to be careful because somebody could report something. It doesn't mean that it's true just because it was in a newspaper, they might've got something wrong. And so you're just trying to find as many sources as you can to try to make sure that you've at least done your due diligence. Certainly you're going to make a mistake. People are human, but, uh, you try to, you know, build a solid support of, of sources around your work right. so that you can kind of, they, they, it holds up. Absolutely. And how, and how different was it when you were researching for the book? Yeah, the, the book was, uh, it wasn't too bad because I think the biggest thing I find with the book is that because the stories are so short, they're only a page long and they're 350 words. Like there's only so much you're going to be able to pack into a story. Right. Um, but the thing for me is that a lot of those stories in the book are derived from the tweets that I do on Twitter. Um, and obviously like you can put out stuff on Twitter, like lickety split without necessarily having to read a book or pull newspaper right. articles about it because i think you can obviously delete the tweet if it's wrong right. um and also there's not a lot at stake if you get something wrong with the tweet you know that's like a like a, a harmless error right obviously you can get in trouble for for tweets but not right. if i make if i say that this happened on the wrong day and right. so i think that's the biggest thing for me is not taking for granted the information i use online that if I think that, you know, today was a great day to tweet about this, if I want to include that in the book, like I'm doing my homework and triple checking that this actually happened on that day and that the people I thought were involved in that event were actually there and whatever role they played. And so 
I think that's the biggest part is just kind of making sure that you do your due diligence to make sure that, you know, anything you're going to put in that book um, is going to hold up. And I mean, we have a fact checker that we use at Dunder and we had an editor as well. So Good there's stuff. layers and layers of, of right. support there to try to catch that stuff. Uh, but me just as a, like, as a professionally trained historian, I'm always mindful of, of making sure that everything I say, I can at least say that, well, I, I got it from this and this is where all my information comes from. And so as far as I'm aware, this, this squares with, uh, with what we think. Right. Okay. Good stuff. Um, and actually is another question I want to ask you about the, the history piece. Um, have you been able to do a lot of work because I, I know him pretty well. I've had, had him for a couple of classes. Have you done a lot of work with Mark Colbert? Oh, it's, that's actually a great, uh, it's funny you asked that. So like Kohlberg was, uh, he was my master supervisor at Laurentian. Right. So like, and he was, um, he was actually like, I'll say this, I'll go a little bit further back in time. So like when I was doing my undergrad at Laurentian, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I started off in poli sci thinking like that was the best program for me to get a job, but like I hated poli sci. Um, I remember like my mom, I was still living at home and like I had 830 class and she would come down in my room and be like, why aren't you in like, why aren't you getting ready for school? I'm like, I'm not going today. And you know, it was just like this, like, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was a horrible person for a few years. Um, and so like, I remember a few nights where, you know, I was like, I, like I was prepared to like, my classes were bad. I was failing um, right around third year. Like, I was like, I'm going to drop out and just like, I'm just going to get a job because clearly this is not working out for me. And, um, you know, something kind of changed. And I realized that like, I, this is not going to fly that I'm going to have to like pull up my socks. You know, my parents are, are paying for me to get an education. People are counting on me to do something. And so like, I can't just do this. And so at that point I started to get into history classes because I was always good in history, but I resisted going into history because everyone at my high school told me that like, you can't do anything with a history degree, which is right. obviously false. Right. Um, but, but at the time that was the conventional thinking. And so I remember being in a class with Kuhlberg and he pulled me aside one day and he's like, you can do more in this class. Like he didn't say that exactly, but something to the effect <laughs> of like, I know that you're better than what you're doing. And if you just put in the work, like you can be a good student basically is what he said. Yeah. And it changed my life because if you were looking at my transcript, it goes from like this to that <laughs> yeah. in the final years. I had to take an extra year at Laurentian just to make up for all the like bad classes I had in year one. Right. But like without him, I don't do a master's and I don't do a PhD. And so like he's uh, he was a huge influence on me professionally. He's he's been actually become a good friend, you know, yeah. since we've done uh, done since I did the thesis with him. But yeah, like he li literally changed my life because who knows what I'd be doing if I just continued on the path I was on. I probably wouldn't be right. talking to you guys today. I probably wouldn't have two books under that's my crazy. belt. So yeah. that's yeah. crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Kohlberg, I've had him for a, a couple of classes now and like, he's just a phenomenal guy. Phenomenal yeah. guy makes like right now I'm doing a history of uh, Northern Ontario forests. Okay. And it's like that class, like usually if anyone else is teaching, I'm probably not interested in it, but like he makes yeah. me want to go to class. Like he's, he's unreal. Unreal. Yeah, huge, huge Leafs fan too. Right. So yeah. That, that helps. Oh, I, yeah. Always, cool. always talks about that. Always yeah. talks. Let's about interview that. him then. Let's get yeah. topics on the he, he would be a good interview. He, he would, would be, be a, good interview, a fantastic yeah. interview. Yeah. I'm always saying that because I'm sitting beside the Paul Byron jersey. You got me and it's just, I'm shaking my head. Right now, <laughs> yeah. so. I love it. Um, right. Mikey, I want to ask you about the podcast you started unlikely innovators, innovators podcast. How did it start? And like, like, have you enjoyed it so far? And do you have like, do you, are you learning all the ins and outs of the podcast? Are you editing all this stuff as well? Yeah. So it's been a, it's, it's been a wild ride. Yeah. We just actually recorded another episode today. So we have, uh, once that one is released, like, right. we'll have, you know, done 21 altogether. So like my, uh, my colleague and friend, Steve Gravel, who works with me at Cambrian, like we've okay. talked over the years about, 
you know, we have a pretty good rapport with the banter. And we're like, we should do a podcast, but we don't, we don't know what to do it on. Right. And no one's going to just listen to us ramble about random things. Um, and so like, we can't do that. And then we kind of thought that, you know, maybe the work that we do actually is a good form for a podcast because, you know, right. in the applied research world at the college level, there's not really any podcasts out there that kind of talk about the work that we're doing. And so we figured that that might be a good entry point. You know, we use the first few episodes just to kind of talk about the work that we do and, you know, how does it, uh, you know, how is it important to students in Canada and companies in Canada? And then we started to bring on guests who we thought are pretty like emblematic of the unlikely innovators uh, persona where, you know, they've gone on different career paths, but had then ended up like in a very, you know, innovative role or they're doing something that's really unique um, or their company's doing something that's really unique. And so, that was kind of the impetus for the show was just to try to find another way to promote the work that we're doing at Cambrian and also highlight and promote some of those individuals and companies here in Sudbury and beyond. Um, but it's definitely been a journey because, you know, I've been a podcast guest uh, quite a few times over the years. I'm always appreciative of those opportunities, but it's a whole other animal when like you're the one who's like driving the conversation forward and picking the guests and coming up with the questions in advance and trying to come up with something interesting to say every week. Yeah. Um, cause you're always like, well, what do we say now? Like, like so you know, true. we said this yeah. over and over again. Right. And so we're lucky enough that we've got a great, uh, producer at Cambrian, Paul Hamilton, um, who does a lot of video work at Cambrian. He actually puts like all of our podcasts together. I'd actually reached out to Mason, uh, to get some, some insights from him. It's like, how do I do this? Cause I was like, yeah. after I record the zoom file, like, what do I do with it? Yeah, yeah. Mason was talking to me, like you use garage band, audacity, whatever, I, I looked into that, but I'm like, I think we should leave this to the hands of the professionals. So Paul has been gracious enough awesome. to, uh, to edit awesome. it for us and put it all together. And then I'm, you know, I'll, I'll put it into anchor and do the distribution that way. Yeah. So I've learned, I've definitely learned a lot of stuff, like learning how to use headliner, learning how to use anchor, trying to get registered with Apple, which has been a whole ordeal oh, in itself. I, oh, it's nuts. Yeah. Very yeah. extensive. Yeah. So all that to say, like it, it's been, there's been a bit of a learning curve, but I don't think it's been too steep because I think we've had a lot of help um, and we've had a blast doing it. I think we're always just blown away that people listen to our podcast, which is still crazy to me. Uh, and that guests still continue to come on our podcast. Mm -hmm. it's, it's always a great sign. So um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So I think we're going to keep going until, until the guests start saying no, or until uh, our bosses tell us to, to turn out the lights. <laughs> we're, you know, it's fine. We're kind of in the same boat right there. It's, it's unreal. Um, it, so talk to us uh, about like, if you had to pick an episode for someone to go and watch and be like, yeah, like, like to get you to come back, what episode would you, would you pick? Yeah, that, that's an easy one because um, everyone kind of tells us this if they've listened to it. And we had an episode with, uh, with Gabrielle Roy from Stitch and Stone. Okay. You know, she's the founder and, and owner of, of Stitch and Stone, which is obviously a pretty popular, you know, women's mm -hmm. clothing store and lifestyle brand here in Sudbury, but also like it's, it's, it's expanding its reach across Canada. And she was just a great interview just because she was so engaging. Her story was so unique. And I think just very like, just fun to talk to. And I think that comes through in the interview. Um, and so like, admittedly, like my wife shops at Stitch and Stone, but doesn't listen to our podcast. That was the only podcast episode she listened to. Right. So, I mean, if, if nothing else, that's the one where I would say that my wife heard it. So that's, that's saying something, but you know, like we've been fortunate enough to have so many great guests, but I think that that's, that's been, I think the, our most well-received one, just because, you know, it's not necessarily too technical in the sense that we got a, we have people come in and talk about things that are happening in the mining industry, which is great and important to the work that we're doing at Cambrian. But I think for the broader listener, not everybody's interested in, you know, battery electric vehicles underground or autonomous mining. Uh, but something I think like building a clothing store, like from 
from nothing or in essentially starting her career in physiotherapy and then opening her own store is a really right. inspirational career path. Right. And so I think that's why Gabrielle's episode still like kind of resonates with people is just because it's kind of one of those, you listen to her talk and you're like, man, I should, I should follow my dream. If she followed her dream and this is how it ended up for her, like what's the worst that can happen. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. A stitch in stone is huge. My, yeah. my mom and, and, and sister love it. So yeah, that's yeah, the cre- the cre- their credit card hates them. I heard it's expensive there. <laughs> yeah. That's well, it's quality. Man. That's quality. 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 Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, all right, Mikey. Um, one more question before we head into the fast five, maybe shed some light on what's going on at Cambrian R and D. If there's anything you'd like to share uh, going on there with the listeners. Yeah, no, it's a, I think by and large college applied research is still kind of a, a, a well-guarded secret in Canada, um, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of stuff that colleges do that I think a lot of people aren't aware of. I think, you know, I was a product of the university system and in the research system, and I always associated research, you know, at the university level, but, you know, colleges do applied research, which is, you know, solving a practical problem, often taking a lot of that basic fundamental research that's done at the university level, and then applying that to create a new prototype or product or improve a process. And so the work that we do at Cambrian is largely focused on prototype development or technology adoption. We work largely with companies in the mining sector just because we're in Sudbury and that makes the most sense. These are the companies that are, are trying to adopt new and innovative things to make production more you know, safe, efficient, um, and environmentally friendly. So we do a lot of work in that area. Um, I think the best thing for us is that it provides students with like experiential learning opportunities. They get to work on projects that are associated with their field, right? So if they're from the welding and fabrication program, they get to get more hands-on skills welding on these projects. They get to work with industry partners, potentially get some contacts, work on their soft skills when it comes to, you know, having meetings, being accountable, uh, organizing their time accordingly between class and the projects. And so you know, I think it's always something where nobody, you explain it to somebody and they're like, wow, I didn't know you guys did that. Like that would be really helpful to my business. And so I think that's the biggest challenge that I've had in my role, you know, over the last three years is just kind of waging that PR battle and having people realize that there's all sorts of great resources at the college. I mean, we can 3D print anything. We can scan all sorts of different things. We have an engineer on staff. So, I mean, it's one of those things where if you, if you know about it, you know about it. And if you don't, you don't. And so I think that's kind of the biggest thing for me is just try to get the word out there. Hopefully the podcast is helping with that, but I think we still have a long way to go to make sure that everyone knows that, you know, colleges like Cambrian, you know, have the tools and the personnel to really help companies kind of take that next step forward. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. See, that's why I wanted to ask that question um, and, and pump that out. That's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff, Mikey. Um, all right, let's go. We're going to hit you with the fast five again, and I'll send it over to Tom here. The five rapid fire questions. First thing that's on your mind, let it rip. We'll send over to Tom. Okay, first one. What what would you say your favorite sport is other than hockey? Uh, swimming. I swam competitively all my life. Oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, okay. remember that. Favorite podcast you listen to besides yours and ours? Okay. Um, honestly, the Dave Chang show. He's a he's a chef, okay. like pretty well known chef. Like, love it. It's just like it's the the yeah. It just it makes me laugh all the time, and it's also kind of informative too when they get into the whole technical stuff about cooking. Okay, awesome. What's your favorite quote that you live by? Ooh, um, honestly, don't know if I have one that comes to top of mind. Um, okay. yeah, no, I honestly, uh, I, I honestly, nothing really, nothing bubbles up. I've honestly, over the years, I've earmarked things in books where I'm like, that's a really good line, but I never actually here, I'll get, I'll give you this one because it's true. So if you guys watch Ted Lasso, he's got that believe sign 
So I have a believe sign in my office at work just because <laughs> okay. like, there you I'm, go. A, I'm a huge fan of the show, but I also feel like you have to believe in your people and you have to believe in the work that you do. And that's why I keep it at the office. Oh, I love that. Okay. Favorite hockey personality you've met over the years, other than Wayne Gretzky. Um, like, I guess like, cause I haven't met a lot of these guys. I've been, you know, like, it's, I guess it's fortunate, but unfortunate that a lot of them have been over the phone. Right. Um, but I'd say like, I've, I've met Nick Felino a few times in person. Obviously I'd know awesome. him previously getting into this and he's a great guy. Um, but I think one of the best phone calls I've had with a player was Brian Boyle. It was just okay. like the most down to earth, nicest guy I've ever talked to from the hockey world. You know, it was, it was funny. Cause we were talking on the phone, like he had to, he's like, hold on one second. And he's like, I'll be right back. And he came back on the phone. He's like, Mario Lemieux just said hi to me. And I was like, you should have hung up on me to go talk to Mario. Lemieux. <laughs> like he, he put me on hold to like say hello to Mario Lemieux and then came back to talk to me. Yeah. Just like such a nice guy. Seems like a really great guy through the phone. So yeah, awesome. I'd say Brian Boyle top of that list, but Nick Felino is a, is a close second. Awesome. Okay. And then favorite subby restaurant. Let's see. Um, honestly, that's an easy one for me too, because my wife and I only order from like two places and it's Mai Tai Palace and Tuco's Tacos. Uh, okay. Honestly, cool. I'd say uh, Mai Tai is my go-to, um, but we like to switch it up with Tuco's. There's a lot of great restaurants, but those are like our two takeaways. Mai Tai is good. Go Very yeah. good. Yeah. I love that. No one said those two ever on this podcast. So I like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Unreal, yeah. Mikey. Good stuff. I feel like Mai Tai is like, it's not sneaky good because I think the people that know that it's good know it's good but i feel like yes. it's I, I don't know a lot of people that frequent it i think as often as we do so right cool awesome good stuff all right well listen mike thank you again for for coming on again talking about the book and and everything we really enjoy uh talk with you and having uh, you on and good luck with the book and and everything in the hockey season as well as uh with the podcast we hope to see it soar too so uh thank you again mikey for coming on appreciate it thanks for having me guys and uh you know go leafs go <laughs> cautiously cautiously go leaps go <laughs> love it and that was the interview with mike camito and who's that interview sponsored by Tom? thank you alex that interview was sponsored by silver cross silver cross subbury is ran by the best people from the subbury region they sell new and recycled home and healthcare equipment from stair lifts to scooters you name them they got them Silver Cross Subbury is ran by First Class people in the name of Dean and Chantal Jacqueline, and they proudly serve North Bay, Espanola, the Manitoulin Island District, and of course, here in Subbury, where they are located on 760 Notre Dame Avenue. Call them at 705-222-0700, that is 705-222-0700, for any healthcare need, and they will hook you up. Mikey Camino interview. Awesome. Sol solid dude. Good to have him back on. Um, congratulations to him and releasing his second, his second book, the second period. Uh, it was obviously good as well to talk about the book, talk about his podcast, but to get some inside, uh, insider news about, you know, who he thinks is going to be good this year for NHL as well. Uh, it, it was really nice to have Mike Camito when we had a full version of zoom. Thank you to Courtney's. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember, but the first time we had him, we only but, had the 40 minute. Yeah, and we had to end. It was kind of embarrassing. So that's when we were scrubs. Now we're uh, we're big league. So I was I was league. happy happy to have him uh, on with the with the full version. But yeah, he just what a guy, what a guy, uh, very knowledgeable in in what he does. So um, yeah, I thought it was a great interview, great interview. And uh, yeah, Mace, you got anything on it? Uh, my book comes tomorrow. I'm very excited. I still have a few days from the first book that I need to finish. Um, 
but it's tough because you only get to read one a day. So I still have like a hundred days left. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I start the next book now. Like I don't know what to do, but I'm gonna ask like to sign it and tuck that yeah. one away. Like it, okay. And awesome. check check out his podcast, The Unlikely Innovators, from uh, him and right. his coworker from Cambrian College as well. So that's right, Cambrian R and D baby. R and D. Let's go to Mayhew Performer of the week um mace w- w- tom and i it's it's unanimous you are the major performer of the week for us <laughs> um listen we've been it's been a year um and it's I'll been a year forget, in the making i'll never sing forget, it sing it Ali. Uh, listen i'll never forget uh when we had dinner at respect and you, you asked like hey you starting this podcast yeah you I'm like we kind of need a uh, a producer and Mace and Mace was like, "Well, yeah, man, I'll, I'll help you out." Kind of not knowing, I think what we were getting ourselves uh, into, and now here we are yeah. a year later, uh, good buddies now. And uh, from the ID Cup to the BTB podcast, now Mace, you're an absolute stud, and uh, and we're really excited and very happy and lucky to have you on the podcast. You are our media performer of yeah, the don't, week. Don't, of, don't the, of the year of, of the year. year. Yeah. Wow, I might tear up here, boys. That moves my heart. Jim, I still actually, that dinner is also where I met Laura. So how about that night? Just Double whammy. It's a special night. Life, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, you guys have been awesome. You're keeping me young now that I'm 27 and this old man. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I'm glad, glad to be here and glad to be doing this with you guys. So looking forward to the next next year and who knows what was after that. Absolutely. Um, I also have an Mayhew performer, though. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Take any of the spotlight off myself here, but uh, sticking with the Savage family, I guess. Um, my my auntie Kim. Oh wow, my mic hasn't even been plugged in here. Uh, guys, I don't. Mace, don't want to stop yet. Bobochet just hit a home run. It's six. No, five no, 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 it's, dude, it's dude, six, five, dude, eight. dude. As if you ruined that. As if. You- <laughs> Let's go. I hear Themis right now just screaming his brains out. Yeah. Let's go, man. That is awesome. I've what a night. In, I've been talking into my mic and I haven't had it plugged in for this Really? Show. You yeah. still well, sound good, sound, though. You sound great. Oh, yeah. perfect. Um, all right. Well, Bo. Oh, yeah. Bo's about to hit this on my time delay. I am so far behind. So sorry. Sticking sorry, yes. with the Savage uh, family. Sticking with the Savage family. Um, going to Ontario, California. Uh, my aunt Kim, who uh, married my uncle Dave uh, from Sudbury, um, she is she's been putting on a a charity run for the last 17 years. This was the 17th annual. Uh, she cool. lost uh, we we all lost a family member, uh, Megan, 17 years ago, and uh, we've done a run for the last 17 years. So this past weekend was the 17th annual. They've raised I don't even know how much money anymore, but it, it's over um whatever i can think of off the top of my head but uh, they own multiple houses down in the states where uh, their children or children can go stay there kind of like a ronald mcdonald house situation um but yeah shout out to my auntie kim i hope awesome you're listening from california um and yeah that's my mayhew performer i did, Beautiful. I did a lap on sunday and uh yeah still feeling it a bit awesome well that's that's awesome Mace. good stuff good, yeah, good stuff. shit good shit Mace. yeah okay boys well, one, one one quick thing. I'm not going to say he's my main performer, but a uh, quick shout-out to a guest 
on the show and a listener to the show, Demi who played his first NHL game. Absolutely. Um, preseason and regular season doesn't matter. Congratulations to him. I was getting uh, actually a couple of videos from him uh, on the private jet that they took to St. Louis. And let me tell you, National League is a, is a different breed. So what I was getting from this jet that they took, and obviously Marcus Foligno, assistant captain of Minnesota Wild as well. So. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, that, that's a shoe-in for my Mayhew every week. Yeah. As far as yeah. Yeah, who's going to grab him in uh, the fantasies? The real question. But. Tremino first round. Yeah, as long as it's not uh, a I golf know Marcus's pool. jersey. As long as it's not a golf pool. That's that's number one. And, and then I'll that, take it. like that is oh. unreal. Okay, um, I got a par. I got a parlay kicking right now, boys. So I don't know what to do. I don't know if to cash out or I don't know the ride, ride or die. I don't know. Ride it. Ride one it. more, one more thing on the Mayhew. Do we have a Mayhew underperformer by chance, or are we gonna shove that one under the rug? Huh. yeah, maybe we'll shove Next. that one. We'll see. Yeah, we'll shove. We'll shove that one under the rug. Um, okay, let's go to the Corny's quiz. Yes, ladies and. Gentlemen, it has been an absolute domination by yours truly. Uh, Johnny McDonald may be one of the worst uh, misanswers by Tom Blahos in the history. I'm, ta- hey, Chris, Chris. I'm taking some heat. I'm ready to um, get a W tonight. But also, just to, just to back it up, it all like you you sound like it's the worst answer. Like I, I'm not taking a history minor at Laurentian University right now. Tom, um, Tom, you don't need a history minor. Yeah, to know. You, you do. You don't you need do. a, You don't need a history minor to know who the first prime minister of your country was. If I were to, who's the who's the first president of the United States? I would probably, I would probably say, uh, dude, you got I, relatives from the city. I need, I need a history minor for this. George well. Washington, dude. I was gonna say that. And oh, you ruined it. You ruined it. You ruined. You know what? I knew the answer to that. Talk, we're so. not getting in the pillow fight right now. I don't want to do it right now. Let's let's get on to the quiz. Yeah, let's get on to the quiz let's so I can wax let's you. Let's get on to the quiz. Let me get into the to the ad read here. Okay, okay. here we go. Go ahead. <laughs> let's talk to you about this legendary family business, Corny's. They've been serving Sudbury for over 45 years. QOP offers all things office supplies and more. They are locally driven, customer focused, and offer everyday low prices that are affordable and offer the best quality. Next day delivery is a guarantee. You can't find that anywhere else, folks. And visit their store at 67M downtown or online. And that's important online at www.cornies.com. Because if you buy and shop online and you sign in as a Cornies user, use the BTB10 promo code to get 10%. Off the entire store at Corny's. You gotta love that. They're supporting the boys, and we're gonna support Corny's right away. So let's send it off to that beautiful intro for the Corny's quiz. It's the Corny's quiz presented by producer Mason Money Savage. All right, boys, welcome back to the Corny's Quiz. Uh, regular host Mason Savage here. Thank you to Zach Matheson filling in uh, <laughs> these size 11 shoes from last week. Uh, we got three categories going on. We have the NFL is back, uh, sports math, oh. and a double category here, Mason Savage. Wow. Yes. So, Tom, after your huge fumble last week, uh, you're gonna have the honors to start today. Sorry, what were topics one more time? NFL, NFL, 
Mason Savage uh-huh. and sports math. Okay. Give me a uh, sports math. Let's start it off uh, with some education stuff. All right. Oh, Come I'm on. not going to be good at this. <laughs> <laughs> a nil-nil soccer game goes to kicks. Okay. One team scores four kicks. The other team scores two. What okay. is the final score of the game? Of the game? Of the game. one nothing. The team that scored four two kicks. Uh, are we taking it? Is it one Wrong. nil? Is it one nil. One, dude, it's no. four two kicks. One nothing. What? Oh, my Wrong. God. The game finishes 0-0 in brackets. Four two penalty shots. Boom! That's bullshit. That's bullshit. The team still wins, though, dude. That's that's bullshit. But that's not how the scoreboard reads it, Tom. Which was okay. Well, question. not my fault. I played fucking Where'd Italia. Summer, Tom? Italia Mafia. Dude, no game to win the penalty kicks. Like, what do you, mean? <laughs> you didn't watch any of the Euro Cup, Tom? There's so many. Yeah, yeah, I did. But uh, in my mind, it's still one nothing. Like, yeah, so but that's not the, the Italy game. The Italy game, whatever they won in penalty kicks, which is yeah, like, it was one well, one, and then and then that's, something on penalty shots. That's bullshit. All right, one. You of course Four, you give me the soccer one, like. Oh, Thomas, uh, come on, man. that's 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 that, I, Jim, you can argue mine though for one nothing because I even said four two penalty kicks. Yes, but the game does finish zero zero. That's baloney. I one. hate to bring that to you. Baloney one. All right, all right, one. all right, Jim, all right, Tom. Your question. You hit a 250-yard drive, and it looks like your landing divot is 23 yards back from where your ball is. How long did you carry your drive? So I hit a 250-yard drive, and I it carried 20. The divot was 23 yards in between. Yes. So how far? Was that drive? Yes, that's the question I just asked you. So, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. It landed 23 yards behind. I, my mind is racing at a mile a minute right now. Okay, so I hit my drive. Come on, Alex, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Timer going There's seven five seconds. <laughs> At 23, 217. No, 220. Two, no, 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 Hopefully you don't teach math in school. One, Next one. One one. Tom, where would you like to oh, take this? I, I gave NFL the answer. Brutal. I should be up two nothing right now because it's soccer I fucking question. You're brutal. Go home. Um, let's go NFL. All right, Tom. Uh, I'm gonna give you a couple uh, this is a multiple choice question. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what is the closest football stadium to Sudbury? Is it Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Ford Field in Detroit, First Energy in Cleveland, or Highmark Stadium in Buffalo? Buffalo. I'm going with Buffalo. That is correct. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. That was so easy. Well, you never know. You never know, Al. 2-1. Oh, I'm in your kitchen. All right, Jim. This is a doozy right here. 
Name the one and only player from Sudbury to play in the NFL. Oh my God. <laughs> Can I get like at least like a team he played on or the Eagles and Giants in 68, 69. <laughs> Your face. I got it. Tom's looking it up on his phone. No, no, I'm using it. I'm getting together. I'm thinking of who am I calling for my phone a friend. You idiot. I, I can't get it. Can I, can I use I'm going to use my phone a friend, actually. Okay, use your phone a friend. I, I am. I can't use it on a steal, so it doesn't matter anyways, actually. Oh, okay, 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 Only football I go, guy I know. Who, who is it? Calvin Pirro. Let's see. Oh, cool. oh no. Oh, no. Okay, listen. I'm uh, I'm doing the, the quiz here for the podcast. And here's the question, okay? And I need your help. You're a phone a friend, okay? It's a football question. You ready? Uh, who was the one and only person from Sudbury to play in the NFL in what, 68, 69? Yeah. Okay, 68, Played for the Eagles and Giants. He doesn't get to ask no a friend. No clue. <laughs> yes, I'll take an. All I'll right. take an. I'll take All a right. no answer right. on this. All, All right. right, no worries, Kyle. Thanks, bud. Goodbye. Right, okay, uh, Rob Zanata. I have no idea. No, it's a Eugene Sepatelli. Played for the Eagles and Giants. That sucks, Jim. And Jim, seven how, years in the CFL after that. Jim, how does it feel to get Tom the hard questions, time. dude? How does it feel to get the hard questions? 2-1 yeah. for Tom. Drink that water. Let's go, right, baby. Tom, Mason questions, now, eh? Mason Savage category. Can't wait for the snow to come and throw a snowball at your face. <laughs> uh, the Jays right. are two outs away here from a W. So. All right, Tom. What is my middle name? Oh my god, he doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. Yeah, timer's up, Tom. You got an answer here? Money. <laughs> the correct answer is storm. Ding ding ding. Fuck. It's in it's in his email, bro. Mason Storm Savage. Oh okay, okay, okay. Two two. Okay, okay. Wow. So this is for the win? No, oh, we no, got one more is, round uh, after we got, this. We got four Mason Savage questions. Okay. I okay. Know me. Uh, Jim, oh, what sorry, year sorry, was Mason. I born in? Holy fuck. <laughs> 93. Wrong. Yeah, no. 94. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, 27. Dude, do the math. Oh, 2021. Jim's not the math guy here. Okay, so what, what, what's the score of that? 3 2 me? Yeah. Oh, let's go. <laughs> All right, Tom. This is another multiple Mason. choice question. Mason question, though? Yeah, Mason okay, question. Okay, okay. I like the multiple guesses. I like that. Tom, what departments at the ID have I worked in? Okay. There could be one. There could be multiple out of this. So Got it. Got it. So, greens crew, back shop, kitchen, server. Greens crew? Backshop, server, kitchen. You worked Greens Crew? 
You've worked back shop. I don't think you worked as a server. Green screw back shop. I'm locking in on that. Wrong. Chim. Oh! Okay, does your time at Labatt's count? Your no, invite. No. I've okay. been paid by the Idol. I think it's a trick question. I think you only work backshop. I think you I know. only work backshop. I know. I know. I know. I'm going. I'm just sticking with the single backshop. Backshop. Uh, that is wrong. Yes. I work yes, as a yes. server for a summer. Yeah. <sighs> Tips were great on ladies' night. All right. So I won. Tom. No, 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 no. You three, gotta, two. You gotta get this right to clinch it. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, no, sorry, Chim. This is Chim's question. Okay. Three, two. Oh, no, this is great. Chim, I did my undergrad at the University of Guelph. Where did I do a one-year post-grad program after that? Oh. Oh, my God. It's either. It's got to be George Brown. It's got to be George Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. Seneca. Guess it wrong, Jim. Where's Seneca? I need an answer here. Who's locking it in? Jim, come on, man. As if you don't know him. Oh, okay. I need to go. Oh, I'm gonna go George Brown. Ding, ding, ding. We're going to a playoff. Yes. 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 I I was hoping you were to second guess yourself. Oh my god. This has been exciting. This one. Okay, now I need to find an overtime question here. Take your time. It's all good. This guy's just battling right now for the Yankees, eh? All right, overtime question one. Okay. This is just a first-to-answer basis. Okay. First-to-answer? First-to-answer. How many Super Bowls has Tom Brady won? Six. Seven. Chimino, winner. Fuck. No. He, <laughs> he won six with – I heard it on Sports Center. He won six. He won six with New England. That's bullshit. Because it's a- bad boys for laughing. <laughs> what a come from behind win, Tom. Choke Field artist. One. Choke artist. Choke artist. Oh, he won hey, six. like that, Tom. He won six with New England, so whatever. I, I, I did better than my past. Go play experience. some Sean Kingston, bud. Go play some Sean Kingston. Eat Al, it. you you have no hair at 21. Eat okay, it. Don't give me that. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> Eat it. Look at me. He's Eat trying it. not to laugh. He's trying not to laugh. Eat it. Eat it, Tom. That's a corny's quiz. W. Eat w. It. W. All right. Let's go uh, to Tom's two minutes that everyone loves listening to. Um, Jay's win. Jay's win. Jay's win. Jay's win. There you go. Uh, Tom's two minutes. I don't have much. Uh, Justin Trudeau wins the federal election. Um, basically, my whole two minutes will just be around uh, why the fuck did he call a election when it is the same thing that he had six months ago? Um, so he has the minority of votes, right, Alex? Correct. 
and he spent basically $640 million. I could be wrong on the amount, roughly around $650 uh, to run this election, which means that us as young students and soon-to-be parents in the new future will be paying for this somehow through taxes. Um, the Jays win. Themis is excited behind me. Um, Tom's two minutes. Bell still stinks. I was behind on the Bell 5 TV on my phone because clearly you found out before me. I'm not sure what app you're using. Um, Bell. Bell. Okay. Well, maybe you have faster internet there. That's basically all I got. Um, Laurentian's still a joke. We'll add that in because we still don't have Wi-Fi. I took a class the other day from my car through hotspot because I knew Laurentian didn't have internet anyways. So I decided to take it from my car to be more comfy and uh, have some AC anyways, because I don't even know if they have AC in the library too. So we'll leave it at that. Jays win 6-5 on a Wednesday night. Beauty. That's all I got. All right, Tom. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, we missed it. Did we miss anything, boys? I don't know what we missed. We we got a lot out of it at the start. Tom just dashed to. You guys missed a lot of Mason questions as well. I know. What, I, we went two for four on the Mason questions. Well, yeah, I got. I, yeah. Almost over in, in right off the bat. I think one for. Yeah, Tom Cash. No. Okay. Uh, anything else, boys? Anything else that we missed? Trying to think here. Uh, Nick Felino looks weird in Boston colors. Anything we missed? He threw the first pitch. If we're talking about Nick Felino, it is so sad to see him not in the Leafs jersey. Um, oh, what we missed to talk about because I know you guys don't give a shit about Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, all or nothing. Toronto Maple Leafs coming out October first, Friday. I'm gonna relive it. It's gonna be sad. I'm already seeing some trailers some you know behind the scenes videos that are coming out <sighs> about my least losing 3-1 to the Montreal Canadiens so stay tuned for that I'll be in isolation watching it and just soaking it all up that's it that's all we missed it but let me tell you about just missing I think it's a good time to give it a little ad read here uh, missing is a local apparel company specializing in comfortable and affordable streetwear the brand helps bring awareness to youth mental illness with the brand's not alone line, raising funds for organizations providing mental health resources to youth in Ottawa and soon-to-be Sudbury. Visit their website to check them out at www.jusmssn.com. That's justmissin.com. Or check them out on their Instagram page, at justmissin. When you do purchase, Just Missin and Roberto Bagnano has set up our BTB fans and listeners up with a promo code, baby. At checkout, type in the promo code. What's the promo code, Alex? BTB20. That's BTB20. BTB20 for 20% off all apparel. A deal you can't beat for already affordable clothing. And like we mentioned, guys, listeners, fans, the clothing, we're dropping the hoodie next week. Stay tuned for it. Just missing. BTB collabing for a hoodie behind the bench, our first ever merchandise. So check that out. Uh, Like we mentioned before, fair price. um, And looking forward to see how many we can sell. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. That's basically all we got. The Jays win. Still in the contention for the playoffs. Come on, baby. Come on. You do it, Mace. Do it. Boys, boys, what else do we got? Uh, Mason, again, happy birthday. Have fun this weekend. Um, Yeah, that's that's basically... That's basically uh, the, Ar- the Arkells are going to Timmins this weekend. Timmins. I kind of wish I yeah. was going there instead of Timmins. You talking about Timmins? You talking about Timmins? 
Um, question. Didn't win a game. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was thinking about other northern cities. Thinking about the road trips we got to go on uh, for the team. We got to go to North Bay uh, pretty soon. What's that good restaurant? Arugula. Arugula. Is that Arugula. The- oh, beautiful. Um, yeah. So. Can we do the Sioux though, Giovanni's? Oh, I like Giovanni's. I love Giovanni's. Love going is, to the Sioux. Love going to solid. The um, in the Sioux. Is McKay still in the Sioux? Yeah. Oh, uh, one, right now with Seattle. Shout out to one, Cole McKay. He could have been a mate, you performer. And we missed it. Yeah, we missed yeah, that. He's on a on a ETO with the Seattle Kraken. I think that means amateur tryout. Yeah. Yeah. But Mason, uh, one Braz, one Braz yeah. is in Providence. Braz is in Providence. We have to get him on. One thing I wanted to say is that last week I was at Buzzy Browns and Jim wasn't even with me, Mason. I didn't even tell you this yet. You know, ordered a nice plate of uh, of nachos with a nice Belgian moon. And, you know, the waitress comes over, drops off the nachos. And um, little do you know, when she drops off the nachos, the sour cream, Mason, that is supposed to be with the nachos, goes all over my suit jacket. And let me tell you, all over my suit jacket that I had on to, like I had a place on the chair beside me. Oh, like I had to bring it to dry cleaning. And actually, like it worked out because I had to get my my burgundy one uh, dry cleaners anyways. So like it it, it was kind of like forcing me to bring my burgundy one. But like she couldn't have put more sour cream on the suit. Like it was on the front. It was inside where I actually wear it. It was like some of it went in like the, the wallet pocket. It was like ridiculous. And she all she said was like, sorry, like she didn't even like care. Like, oh. So. And that was Tom's two minutes. No, no, no. Uh, that, that's, two minutes. That, that, uh, that's that's funny shit. Though. Also, no? shout, shout out to the uh, to the twins. To the twins, it was their birthday too. Um, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, with their Insta stories is like uh, <laughs> candid. It's, un, it's un, well, like disposable camera. Like they uh, like it's unreal what they got going on uh, there for the Instagram. So oh, but yes. all, maybe they'll be back in the pool. Yes, shout know. out, shout out that. But I think I might be actually playing lug with them as well. Um, Ooh, st- stay nice. tuned for that. Uh, we asked Mason to be our goalie, but he's uh, too soft. Uh, he's too old now, I guess. Um, not sure what happened there. Uh, golf but, season. Golf I season haven't put goalie pads on since I was seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 18, Ten years. 18. Wow, a decade. Boys. Nine. Uh, also, um, what else we got to talk about um, that I forgot? Um, also. Um, we have a couple bench brawls coming. Couple bench brawls coming. So to end Let's the golf season, Paul, Polly is in the building. Um, listen, one month left of golf, guys. How are we feeling? I'm not breaking eighty this year. <laughs> you haven't broken this year. Uh, Cedar Green, but I don't count that because it's not in Golf Canada. Okay. Um. It's getting a little. I, I didn't get to talk to you guys about that. Cedar Green's not on Golf Canada. Yeah, that's kind of wild. I'm playing the two man there, and I don't want to talk poorly, but yeah, yeah, you can tell Tommy Vlahos is not running that tournament anymore. Thank you, appreciate Thanks. it, dude. I appreciate that. Gong show, absolute gong show. Um, yeah, I mean, my time there was fun. I had some memorable experiences, but. The management there. We'll leave that for another day. Um, but yeah, Golf Canada, how it's not there, I don't know. But Chem, to answer your question, 
I mean, this week and I think even next week is supposed to be nice, but I think we're in isolation anyway, so it doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't really matter too much. Uh, Mason's gonna literally gonna be a Niagara on a wine tour when me and you are uh, gonna be FaceTiming, thinking of uh, you know stuff to talk about. So we'll, we'll be leave all it at fancy. He'll be flossing his teeth, a little too floss. He'll be getting all prettied up for the uh, for the trip. Um, yeah. I got nothing else, boys. I think uh, I think it's been quite the episode. Quite the Have episode. Have you guys watched Squid Game yet? No. no, no. Oh, it's wild. Oh my god. Have Have you guys watched? I haven't talked to you about this. Malice in the Palace or the uh, Crimes. I'm and I'm, I'm, ha- I'm halfway through Crimes and Penalties. Jim, buckle up! Like you're not like it's still escalating. So is that is that on Netflix? Is that something I should be watching? Yes. Tom, Tom, you should be watching. Watch it tonight, and it'll blow your mind that what? you don't know this story. I had to watch my Leafs highlights, even though they're preseason. Tom, it's it's crazy. <laughs> this is like an hour and teenage mob boss, like like dirtbag takes over. So you would you would say I love it? Yes, they based the Sopranos off of this family. Okay, yeah. okay. So I would and like it. This is real life. Mob buys a hockey team, runs a hockey team successfully solid and you just the characters that are in it you you honestly can't i couldn't put this together any more perfectly okay all right i'll let's leave it at that i'll tune in um one thing we should say al before we you know exit out the hoodies next week one more reminder one more reminder go check out missing's website they're dropping october 5th get your orders in um we cannot wait to drop them and the hockey pool in the hockey pool, apply, apply, apply. It's going to be a great pool. We're so excited. Um, you're going to be like a magnet, like a magnet, very magnetic to this pool once you're in it. Um, so we'll get a post out very shortly to apply. So apply, apply, apply. Uh, Instagram, B2B podcast, double underscore, like always. Same thing on Twitter. Go check us out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know where to listen. Thank you to Mikey Camino for coming in. Thank you to our sponsors for always taking care of us. That's going to do it for episode 39 of Behind the Bench. I'm going to send it to what type of outro are we kind of feeling like today? Let, let, let's put Mason's favorite song ever. It's his birthday. Or yeah, Let's put like a birthday song at the end. I don't know. What, whatever Mason's feeling like. It can't be 50 Cent in the club. We got copyrighted for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably just use one of our free songs. I love it. Awesome, Mason. Hey, Mace, happy birthday again. Okay, happy birthday, Mace. Take care, boys. Have fun this weekend, Mace. You got a diamond, got nine men, got a hat and a bat, and that's not all. You got the bleachers, got them from spring till fall. You got a dog and a drink and an umpire's call. What do you want? Let's play ball. Is that a fly ball? Little seagull coming in from the lake just to catch the game. It's the last minute. Our guys are winning. Dave's put down a smoker, a strike, and you got no doubt. What do you want? Let's play ball.
It's okay. It's a night game. So bad, gonna make Billy Blue. What do you want? Let's play ball. 